You're listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 43. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Hello, pet business owners. 43. Woohoo! Wow. When I started <laughs> three years ago or almost four years ago, I did not anticipate that I would have 43 episodes, but I am just thrilled about that. And I hope you guys have been enjoying it. I know I've received some emails from people that have binged <laughs> this season, and I'm really excited to hear that. It's so fun for me to hear you guys talk about how much you love it. It's so fun for me to create this for you, and it's just such a treat to be able to work with pet business owners who are really struggling and for you to be able to be a little fly on the wall and get to really listen to the struggle that is very real in the life of a pet business owner. As you know, if you own a pet business, you know that there's a lot that goes into it and it can be really, really challenging. So I'm excited to bring you today's coaching client, Jessie. But before I do that, a couple things. The first is I want to just say hi, (laughs) hello, and to let you know that my new book is available to pre-order. I spoke about it two weeks ago when the last podcast episode was released, and I want to share it again with you here that my book is available for pre-order. It's called The Hiring Handbook for Pet Sitters and Dog Walkers. No pressure. I'm not here to sell you on my book. That's not what I'm about. But if you are struggling with hiring, I encourage you to just check out the the page that talks about the book and you'll find out more about it. You'll also get to read some testimonials from pet business owners who were my early readers for the book and they shared, you know, how it helped them. So you can read some stories, just like you get to hear stories here, you get to read some stories of other pet business owners who were struggling with hiring and what they got out of the book. So the page that you can go to is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash hire. That will take you to the pre-order page. Unless you are listening to this after August, it's going to be available in August. So those of you who pre-order will get your first copy before anybody else does. It's an ebook. Just to let you know, the pre-order page is for an ebook, and I will be sending that out to you before the public has a chance to order the book. So you will receive that in August, but you will receive it before the book becomes available to the general public. So just wanted to let you know that you can also find a link to the hiring book page in the show notes. And the show notes are at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 43. Okay. So the other thing I want to share is that you just have a few more days until the pet and book photo contest submissions 
are no longer accepted. <laughs> so it ends March 31st at midnight. So I want to encourage those of you that have one of my four books or you have the Kindle version, you know, maybe of the paperback, maybe of the Kindle, snap a picture of your pet or you and your pet with one of my books. You can post it on Instagram. You can tag me. You can post it on Facebook. You can tag me. That The tagging will alert me <laughs> that you've actually taken a picture and that that is your submission. You can also email me if you'd prefer. I'm happy to accept emails that contain the pictures. That's no problem. Please only one photo entry per person, okay? Um, And the email that you can send it to if you'd like to do it that way is admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com. Again, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at prosperouspetbusiness.com. So there are a number of ways that you can send it to me. If we're connected on Facebook, you can message me the picture, However you want to do it is fine. Just make sure that I know that it's there and that that's your submission, okay? And I love to know the names of the pets that are in the pictures. So if you want to share those with me, those are really fun for me to like put a name to that cute face that I'm seeing in these pictures. So anyway, you guys, without further ado, we're going to dive into a coaching call with Jesse. So Jessie is a pet sitter and dog walker. She started her business a little over five years ago. She has 10 dog walkers and pet sitters who work for her. And even though she's got a lot of people working for her, she finds that somehow she doesn't have any time. Can you relate to that? (laughs) So for those of you that can relate to it, you're going to really enjoy this. For those of you that can't, I think you're still going to enjoy it. Jessie is just such a delightful human being, and I totally enjoyed working with her, as I have every single person who's been on the podcast for these coaching episodes. I really want to applaud those of you who have virtually raised your hand, right? You've sent in an application and said, I want to be on the podcast. It can be very vulnerable, and I just feel like all of you are incredible rock stars who have shown up. I know everyone who's you know, being coached by me on the podcast feels a little nervous. So you know, if you can give them some love, either just energetically or, you know, shoot them a comment in the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 43. That's the number 43. Those are, that's the show note page for this particular episode. And if you want to give Jesse some love there and, you know, thank her for sharing, that would be great. I would appreciate it. If you would do that, it took a lot for her to be on here and it takes a lot for each one of these amazing coaching clients to let us into their world, you know, let me into their world and be vulnerable and share what's not working, right? It's easy to talk about what is working. It can be a lot harder to, you know, say this is what is really not working well at all. So for Jessie, it's she's working too much and we're going to work with her to get her facing in the right direction so that she can actually have more time and energy to do the things she loves in addition to running her business, right? All right, here she is and here I am and we're working together to find her some peace and serenity. 
Hello, Jesse. Hi. Hi. How are How you, my dear? I'm good. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Great. Thanks for asking. Well, you're welcome. I'm excited to work with you today. I'm excited, too. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about your business and what you're struggling with today? Okay. Um, well, I started my business about five years ago, mm-hmm. and I now have about 10 walkers. Some of them just do overnight pet sitting. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still struggling with working too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I feel like I'm just at a point where I either need to make the decision to stop growing or mm-hmm. find a more sustainable way to grow because I'm struggling currently finding more walkers. In the past, I've... I think I've just had better luck or I don't mm-hmm. I don't quite know what it's been, but um yeah. where I'm at is I'm turning down work, which I'm okay with just because I'm I'm on a network with so many local sitters I feel fine, you know, sending work to them. Um yeah. but yeah. So that's kinda where I am and Okay, and uh so you've been in business you said how many years? It's been about five and a half. Five and a half, okay. And you said you have 10, 10 people working for you, and you're working too much. Tell me what you're doing. Are you doing any of the services at all, or are you just managing yeah. the company? Okay. So that's. I think that's another thing is I'm having a hard time making the decision of should I try to hire a manager or, B, should I be the manager and step back mm-hmm. from walking, which – is a very hard choice for me because I really enjoy the walking part. And uh-huh. I don't know that I would be happy just just being the manager. So right uh-huh. now I do it all. I Got it. Generally speaking, I walk, you know, about five days a week, and I do all the admin work, and I still do overnights, just not. In the past, I've done a lot of overnights, and I'm, mm-hmm. I am backing away from that because we found our own dog. Great, <laughs> great. Okay, so a couple things are coming up for me as I'm hearing you. So the first thing is I would really encourage you, if overnights isn't something that you totally enjoy, for you to not do those anymore because it makes for a very long day. In fact, it's a never-ending day. (laughs) You know, when you've got (laughs) walks and visits and then you're doing overnights and then you're also managing the business, there's no Jesse. Time for Jesse there at all or your own dog or, you know, anything else. So that's the first thing I'm going to recommend is that you, you know, you have, you know, the courage and it takes courage to let something go. And, you know, fear of disappointing clients, they are used to you, they love you, but you've got a lot of other people who can help. So, Right. You know, it should be a fairly easy transition, and it's yeah. not like they're going to have to find another company to do it. They just yeah. need to get used to somebody else other than you. So I think that's going to give you some breathing room if you do that. Yeah. That's going to be the start of breathing room. And then I also heard you say, and this is really telling to me, I do it all. And yeah. so that can lead to extreme burnout when we're doing it all. And so I also heard you say that you really love the dog walking. 
and that yeah. you don't know that if you'd be happy just being a manager. And I think it's really right. wise. You know, you sound very self-aware around this. Like you probably like to get out, you know, and be with the dogs and maybe the exercise and, you know, whatever. It's important to, to do what feels right and good. So, and it doesn't mean that you would have to hire a manager to do the whole, you know, every single day. But what yeah. you might want to look at doing is hiring somebody to manage part-time. And just so you know, when we say manager, you're going to have to pay more <laughs> for a manager yeah. than you would like an office assistant. So right. it may not seem like the verbiage is important, but it really is. So I yeah. often say, you know, manager when I'm talking, but, you know, if you're a little concerned about money or, you know, you just want somebody to help you with the phones and the email and not necessarily manage the staff. I mean, they can make sure staff checks in and out, you know, things like that, but maybe they're not hiring or firing, you know, whereas you would be doing that, then they're not necessarily have to be an office manager. And I just think... Yeah you know, it might make more sense for you to hire an office assistant. And yeah. so one of the things that I'm going to encourage you to do, let me give you some action steps today, is to make a list of the actions that you do as an office person. When you are in your office, you know, or even out in the field, you know, returning calls, emails, stuff like that, what exactly are you doing? So writing down those job duties, because that's going to help you be able to hire somebody and tell them what they would need to do and to be okay. able to train them to do those things. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Uh-huh. And then I would also look at, you know, when are the days that you most don't like to return calls or emails if you say weekend, what I'm going to suggest is you don't have the same person doing it every single weekend because they will get burned out. But you could perhaps have them do every other weekend. Okay. If evenings are your like time where you'd really love some time, you know, to yourself yeah. or, you know, to step away from the business, then that could be it. Um, maybe they're, you know, returning calls and emails between like 5 and 8.30 p.m. or something, you know. Um, yeah. three or four days a week. And that can be a nice way to actually, you know, get used to having an office person because they're just doing a small shift to start. And then maybe you give them weekends after that, like every other weekend, once yeah. they've proven themselves. Yeah. The other thing that I'm going to encourage you to do, once you've, you know, made this list of a job description and duties and decided when you'd ideally like to have this person work for you, um, I'm going to encourage you to look amongst your staff and see if there's anyone that could be a good fit. They don't necessarily have to have had, you know, office experience. Um, yeah. But you can look at, are they a great communicator with you and clients? Do they respond quickly? You know, are they, you know, do they have good grammar and spelling in emails? Because yeah. that is important. Clients do pay attention to that. Are they friendly on the phone? Do they answer the phone, you know, <laughs> or do they, you know, have a hard time returning texts and calls, you know? Yeah. 
So is there anyone, like just thinking about your business now, is there anybody that you think could be a good fit? You don't have to name who that person might be, but can you think yeah. of anybody? Yeah. Um, I think the hard part for that is the two people that come to mind um, are actually, which makes sense, they're my two busiest walkers. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. They're the best ones. The clients love yeah. them one of whom is also a full-time student and I know more or less would probably be leaving the company when she graduates. She doesn't want to stay in the city we live in. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. And then the other one, that's a hard call. Um, he's, he's trying to kind of have his own business as well. So he works yeah. a lot, but he's also trying to get his own. So, yeah. That's why I think of them, because they're both great. Yeah, of course. And it doesn't necessarily mean that those two are the right ones, because part of right. their being the right ones is their being available, and hopefully exactly. long-term, not like you want them for the life yeah. of the business, but at least yeah. the next couple of years, because it involves a lot yeah. of training, and, you know, it'll take a little while for them to get used to the job, most likely, because it's a very unusual job, right? You know yeah, yeah. it is, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things to juggle when you're office, you know, you're doing office admin for this kind of business. And so yeah. there may be somebody else, like you have 10, you looked at potentially two just now, yeah. but there may yeah. be somebody else that is also great. And it doesn't mean that they can't dog walk or pet sit with you. All of my managers yeah. that I had continue to do that. They, they actually wanted to do both. Okay. So, yeah, not the same time, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, but yeah. yeah, they, they did a great job and it, it led to, you know, more contentment for them because they didn't want to give up dog walking in order to manage or be an office right. assistant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's something I'm going to encourage you to look at, to really look at each of your staff members, the other eight that you have, and see if there might be a good fit. And, you know, yeah. when you start to look at them, they might, one of them might surprise you. When you think about it, you might be like, huh, this person right. could be a good fit. What I'm going to recommend from this job description that you have, you're going to want to create like an office manager or an admin assistant application packet, similar to if you were hiring pet sitters and dog walkers. I don't know if you've yeah. Use that. I have before. the packet from you. Yeah. Okay, great. So it's it's similar to that. And you can I also have an office manager hiring kit, but you don't have to get that. You can create your own. But what you want to okay. have is the job description, you know, of the different jobs. And you you know, even though they've already they already work with you, you want to have them fill it out because it'll give them a lot of information about the okay. job and it'll give you a lot of information when they send it back. Yeah. You know, okay. it's going to be important. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't hire somebody either outside of your team or within your team without having them, you know, fill out an application packet for the office manager or office assistant. Yeah. I really, um, I really like the, the hiring kit. I don't have the manager one, obviously, but the yeah. one for the walkers. I've The one I got from you is just great and so helpful. So I'm glad. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and you can even you know look at the. I can send you the link for it, and you don't. Again, you don't have to get it. You it'll tell you about yeah. it, so you can create yeah. your own if you want. You know, but okay. if you do get mine, you can edit it for your own use. Yeah, just like you can with okay. the hiring kit for pet sitters and dog walkers. So that's something I'm going to recommend. Um, you know that you really look at your staff, and if you can't find anybody within your staff. Then you yeah. can place an ad, you know, on Indeed or Craigslist or Nextdoor. But ideally, it's great to have somebody who knows the back end of the business when they yeah. start to work the front end, right? Because yeah. they're going to already have knowledge of, you know, working with some clients, of working with you, what the business entails. You know, it really makes a difference. And what some people do if they don't want to hire somebody just for that position, the office admin, they will instead um, place an ad for a dog walker or maybe a cat visitor. And then, you know, also in that same ad say, this person ideally will be also an office admin person. So please have that experience as well. And then you'll start them off as a dog walker or a cat visitor, you know, or whatever kind of job you want them to do, pet-related. And then right. when they've been doing that for a month or two and you see how you work together in that way, then you can begin to train them on the okay. office side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So this might be a weird question. That's okay. Um, I'm used to weird questions. <laughs> <laughs> my, my office is actually out of my home right now. Yeah. Um, how do you have um, – like advice as far as like it would have to be from their home is that yes like exactly and that can be a selling point my my um, office was out of my home when I had my pet sitting company and they never worked in my home Um, they worked from their home which they really really liked and that can also like I said it can be a selling point for the job because they get to work remotely from wherever they are. What you have to figure out is the phone situation. So sometimes what you can do is forward the phone. But you want to be careful if they're returning client calls from their phone. You don't want their phone number to show up, right? Right. Um, On the caller ID. So what some people have done is they've gotten the UMA um, app, which is a, a VoIP telephone. They've switched their business to UMA. And they've gotten Uma. a service called UMA Office. It's O-O-M-A. You know, it's a very weird word. But they have really low-cost phone solutions for offices. And it is super cool. So I have UMA, and I have an app on my phone. And when I use that app to call someone, it shows up on people's, people's caller ID, even if I'm call, using it from my cell phone. My cell phone okay. number does not show up, but my business line does. And often, yeah, often that app, too, will work even if you're in a bad cell area. Like I was in Hawaii and yeah. in a pretty remote area, and I had some coaching clients, and I ended up calling them from my UMA app. And even though I didn't have cell reception, I was still able to call them. So if your managers are in kind of funky cell areas, they can still return the calls, and you can keep your own, your same business number. Okay. 
So I, I yeah. So I would explore that and see okay. see about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would definitely do that. I'm writing notes. Good. Yeah. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to Pet Business Course That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. So for a more immediate situation, yep, I'm going on vacation in a couple weeks and it's my first vacation. I've had one since I started the business, but it's my first real vacation since I've had multiple walkers and sitters and Mm -hmm. definitely since the business uh, has been as big as it is. So Uh generally speaking in the past, when I, when I went on vacation, I would send out an email to clients and just say, you know, I'm, I'm not available for these dates and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I did it. But now I'm considering bringing my work phone and I don't like that idea. I know. Yeah. uh, I feel like I should. Yeah. So when uh, you said it, is it two weeks away? Um, yeah, it's it's just about two weeks, a little. Okay. Yeah. What you want to do is actually, I mean, it's, it's kind of a lot to do this prior to your leaving. And let me ask you this too. How long are you going to be gone for? I'm gone seven, let's see, six or seven days, including a weekend, which the weekend I'm less worried about. It's just more of the weekdays. Yeah. So what I would do is I would find somebody, and this could be a great time to do it. Like, you know, I would find someone who has some extra time. Like those two walkers might not be the right person, people, because they're super busy walking. but. If there's another walker, I would have them create a phone and email log for you while you're gone. So, you know, have them, they're not going to be scheduling sits. If a client calls last minute, they're going to have to turn them away, you know. 
unless you want them to contact you so you can take care of it from wherever you are. I mean, you can set up the parameters of when you would get called, you know, and what would constitute an emergency. But other than that, all they would be doing is just simply, you know, taking the information, calling back the client or emailing back the client, gathering as much information about that client and their needs as possible, and then giving that phone and email log to you when you return. So in that way, you will want to have a reachable phone where you are so that if there is an emergency, you can deal with it. But this is a way that you can at least kind of do some triage so that the business is being taken care of a little bit. You will have a lot of work when you come back to return those calls. But, you know, it'll be worth it because you'll be restored, you know, and refreshed. Um, But I would really discourage you from bringing your work phone with you if this is the first vacation you've had in a long time. And Yeah, yeah, and you'll want to figure out how to pay um, your staff to do this. So, again, they don't necessarily need to have the phone ring to them. They can just check voicemail. So you could set some hours. You know, maybe they're checking messages between, like, 8 and 11, and then again between, like, three and seven, something like that, you know, if there's a work emergency, all of the sitters and walkers should have that person's phone number, you know, as an emergency contact so that that person can then call you. You don't want everyone to have your private number wherever you are, but, you know, that main office person would have it. And, you know, they need to, of course, make sure sitters and walkers are checking in and that nothing falls through the cracks. So, you know, there'll be some setup before you leave and a little bit of training, but not as much as if you were to actually hire a manager. If you were to hire, like, an office admin or a manager, then you're going to need, like, a month or two for them to get up to speed to be able to schedule. And, you know, but this is just a little bit to get you covered so that you can get some R&R, which is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. And so you'll want to determine a pay rate for them per hour. Like, you know, if they're going to be checking messages and emails during that time, um, you know, those hours, you know, you want to kind of look at, well, how much should that be? Um, how long does it yeah. take you each day? I would add a couple hours to however long it takes you each day because it's going to take them longer. You know, right. you could have a set amount per day, you know, that you pay them for this okay. odd job. You know, that could be something that you look at. <laughs> it's unusual, yeah. you know. And then if they work out great, then they would probably be a great person to train, officially right. train. Yeah. Right. This could be a good way for them to kind of get their sea legs with it. Right. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Then you said something earlier. I just want to touch back on. Sure. If, you know, if I couldn't find someone within my company to potentially be a uh, office assistant, what, like what websites have you had or, or your clients had the most success with in the past with hiring? So, I've I've had great success with Craigslist. For dog walkers and pet sitters, it's been under et cetera jobs. 
And for office people, it's been under customer service. They also have administration assistance category in most cities. They have that. Okay. So, you know, or office help or something, you know, some kind of office category would be a good one if you're looking for an office assistant. Um, That's one place. Another place would be Indeed is a good place, Um, Indeed.com. And then a third place would be Nextdoor. So, and, you know, if you're not on Nextdoor, I'd really encourage you to get on there because, a lot of people post that they need a pet sitter or dog walker. That yeah. can be a great place to find, you know, help, pet sitting and dog walking, you know, yeah. help. Yeah. So I really recommend it. And you're getting somebody who's in the area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm on that story. I haven't used it as much as I probably should. So that's a good um, recommendation. And yeah. Yeah, I haven't personally have the best luck on Indeed, so maybe I'll look more in the I would. You know, some people have good luck on Indeed. I wouldn't do the Indeed ad where you're paying for it, oddly enough. I've been hearing from a lot of <laughs> pet sitters and dog walkers that when they pay, and one paid like $800 to have her ad oh highlighted, and she didn't get anything, and then she did a free ad with them, and she got like you know, 20 great responses from different people. So, you know, she's like, I'm never paying again. So, yeah, I would try doing the free or the, it might even be just a low cost one. Um, But I wouldn't do the really expensive one that that hasn't worked well for some reason. It's counterintuitive, but. Yeah, it really is. Also, Facebook ads. Facebook help wanted ads are good. I wouldn't necessarily say for the office position, but yeah. I think for pet sitters and dog walkers, that could be a great way for you to get some good local help as well. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. I post on Facebook. I, I, I post the jobs on Facebook. Yeah. But not, um, I haven't done that through the app yet. So yeah, and the ads are really going to make it more visible. You know, a right. lot yeah, doesn't get sense. seen on Facebook, especially if it's your Facebook page, your business page, it's just, yeah, yeah. Well, all this is really great. I really appreciate all the information. My pleasure. Any more questions, my dear? Does an office assistant or manager, do they, is it okay for them to be an independent contractor? It sounds like they might need to be an employee. They would need to be an employee if um, you're having them work a specific, well, there are a lot of, lots of stipulations, but yeah, most people are going to need to have them be an employee and paying them by the hour. Um, But that's something that I would recommend that you talk to an employment lawyer about just so you can get clarity. I would it's funny, I just did a coaching session with somebody recently and, and she's in this position too of needing to hire an office manager. And, and so some of the employment attorney options I gave her that were low cost are SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives. They have free um, coaching around this and you might be able to get an employment lawyer who's in your area. Okay. Um, retired, but still they have a lot of good feedback around this. Yeah. And yeah. then you you can Google low cost legal aid and see what pops up in your area. And okay. also Legal Zoom is a membership site. So you pay a certain amount each month 
and you have a certain number of questions. You can have contracts reviewed. You can ask, you know, questions about this. So I think you have to have like a six-month minimum membership. They used to be able to let you just do it for a month, but then so many people are just doing it for a month and then canceling. So they're like, okay, right. I'm going to do a six-month minimum. <laughs> <laughs> but I would start with SCORE. I would start with Service okay. Corps Retired Executives and see if they have somebody on staff. You want to get somebody in your state because yeah, state yeah. laws vary so widely. So yeah. that'll be important. Okay. But, yeah, and ask them if they think, you know, just for this one week, if you could, you know, pay somebody as an IC, you know, yeah. it, it may be that you can do that if it's like a one-time job or something. Right. You know, that Someone might be possible. So I would make that, you know, the top action step so that you can okay. begin to get your ducks in a row and ask someone. I mean, you can still ask your staff if they're interested. And I'll send you the link to the manager kit, you know, the office manager okay. yeah. application packet. So you can look it over and, again, you can create it if you want. So... That sounds good. Yeah. All right, my dear. Wonderful to work with you today. You're so welcome. I wish you such a wonderful vacation. Where are you going? (laughs) Um, It's an island off of Cancun. I've used one with her. What is it called? I I don't pronounce it right. (laughs) Okay. It's I-S-L-A Mujeres. So it's Island of Women is is what it translates to. Gosh. A very small, cute, little, kind of sleepy island. <laughs> well, you know, I have a friend that is there. Oh. <laughs> she, yeah, she, yeah, I, she's been there for a few months. Her name is Cindy, so she's okay. Asian, so I don't know if yeah. you see her, tell her I said hi, but she is smitten. <laughs> she is totally smitten. With, I keep seeing her Facebook posts, and the water is incredibly gorgeous. Yeah, she and it, she's considering moving there. Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. She just she landed there, and she just was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah. incredible!" She just is yeah, crazy cool. about it. So I'm excited for you, and you know, yeah. hopefully, if we get you set up here with this office assistant, you'll be able to go there a lot more if you fall in love with it too. <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> yeah, it could be the start of many trips. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? Yeah, we're all like, Cindy, are you ever coming home? She's like, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's been there since, gosh, since I think October of last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very impressive. Good I know. It was. She was not planning on moving there, but she just arrived and she did not want to leave, and she hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. That's so anyway, cool. yeah, it's That's neat. Great. So if you see her on that sleepy little island, tell her Kristen said hello. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse. Wonderful to talk to you. Have a great time. You as well. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that segment with Jessie. I really, really enjoyed working with her. She's just such a delight. And again, it's just incredibly vulnerable for those of you who have been on the podcast to really reveal what's not working. It's easier for us to talk about what is. It can be a lot harder to share 
what is not. So, you know, I really want to encourage you to go to the show notes page and feel free to write in the comments section what you felt inspired about, what changes you want to make in your own business. Are you working too hard? What's happening in your business that's causing you angst? I'd love to hear about it. So you can go to the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 43. That's the number 43. Also, wanted to remind you if you're interested in pre-ordering my newest book, which is coming out in August called The Hiring Handbook for Pet Sitters and Dog Walkers, you can pre-order that ebook at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash hire, H-I-R-E. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash hire. I've had a lot of people ask me, is it okay? It is an okay book for, you know, dog trainers and groomers. And I say, absolutely yes. It is written for pet sitters and dog walkers, but really anyone with a service-based business is going to find a lot of value out of the book. I guarantee it. So, you know, a lot of what happens for pet sitters and dog walkers can be translated for dog trainers and groomers. Some can't, but when it comes to hiring, a lot can. So if you're struggling with hiring and you have another kind of service-based business that's not pet sitting and dog walking, I encourage you to check out the hiring page. Again, it's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash hire. And finally, if you haven't yet submitted your book and pet picture for the photo contest, the eighth annual photo contest, I want to encourage you to do that today. It does expire March 31st, 2019. If you're listening to this beyond that date and you're really eager to send me a picture, please do. I get pictures throughout the year. We just host this particular photo contest for this particular time period, but I really want to encourage you if you feel like snapping a picture of your pet with the book at any time of year, you're welcome to do that. And those of you that do submit your pictures before March 31st, 2019, you can submit it up to midnight on that date. You will be eligible to win big prizes. So you can win a private coaching session with me that's not on the podcast. You can win lots of business products and even ebooks and just webinar attendance. You can win webinar recordings, lots of tools to help you grow your pet business even more than it already is. And I look forward to helping you do that if you are a winner of the photo contest. And again, there will be first, second, and third prize. So thanks everyone for connecting today, for you know hitting that listen button. I'm really, really glad to be a part of your drive. If you're driving, if you're working out, great. If you're walking dogs, great. I often listen to podcasts when I'm doing the dishes. It makes that task a little more fun. So anyway, feel free also in the comments section to post where you, you know, listen to the podcast. That would be really fun for me to know. And again, the show notes 
prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 43. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I will see you again soon in two weeks here on the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.